Good early morning, ladies and gentlemen. Casual Talk Radio is back with another episode here. Gentlemen's World, thank you for listening to us today. Got some interesting topics. Going to go through those. Let's go ahead and get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump into our internal updates for those curious, and then follow on with our topic for today. CasualTalkRadio.net is the site. Check us out. We're making changes. There's still some more changes that are forthcoming. Ties to my internal updates, but just so you know, CasualTalkRadio.net, if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, feedback, links at the top to contact us comes directly to me. I read each and every one of them. Happy to hear from the listeners. Make sure that we're on track and just see what we're doing. You also can listen to our audio directly from the site. So if you don't have an app or you like to listen from the web, that's a great place to do so. You can still listen from anchor.fm, which is our host, but casualtalkradio.net now does have a player where you can play directly from the site and it'll follow you as you navigate through the site. Check it out when you get a moment. Let's go ahead and get into our internal news here. I was debating which topic to talk about. I actually had a different topic and I realized that it that topic doesn't even matter. And I, I see a larger problem. That is what I wanted to do as a topic. Because I think it's easier to grasp heads around the larger topic, but I will use the smaller topic for context. The larger topic that I want to share, there's unfortunately this passionate drive to care about what social media people say, meaning that there are people, all they care about are the voices of social media. We don't want to do like foots, boots to the ground, polling door to door. We don't want to catch people out and about shopping. We don't want to do mail campaigns. We don't want to get the voice truly of the majority. We just go to social media because it's easy to collect that data. The problem is, is that most people on social media are the ones who want to say something. And unfortunately, not everybody should say things because the things that they say are not well thought out. And they know that anything that they say, largely any ramifications from that is not going to affect them. They'll be dead long before that happens. So now what's the context? The context is if I look at the Uvalde shooting, nobody has answered for me why it is that we have such rigor to get into an airport. I'm talking every scanner known to man. I'm talking having your bags checked. I'm talking limitation on how many bags you can carry and the size of those bags. I'm talking there's such a screening process to try to catch anything that shouldn't be going in there. But we don't want any of those mitigations in our schools. Most schools, you can enter from three sides at minimum. And I question why that's still acceptable. If the goal is to protect the people inside, it would seem logical to me that we would introduce these same rigors that we've done at the airport. Because as we know, the level of violent crime, shootings and that kind of stuff is unheard of in an airport situation. Has there been situations, let's say somebody that had a mental illness, breaks free and runs rampant, absolutely. But violent crime in the airport, you almost don't hear of it. And largely that's because they're confiscating many of these things that they believe you shouldn't have at the airport. So I've always asked the question, why is it that nobody wants these in our schools to keep the kids safe? Instead, the conversation in response to the emotions of social media is around bans of some kind, bans and blocks, meaning that you got this situation that happened. It's in a small town almost every single time. It's some nutcase that had some issue. Maybe he was angry or whatever. 
and then they go and they do what they're doing and you hear that the police didn't do their job and then the immediate reaction is the extreme of ban. Nobody's willing to talk about, we haven't solved the problem, which is ideally that we would keep our kids safe by adding rigor so that when kids come to school, you're not allowed to even carry anything into the school for any reason because you shouldn't need it. You're not allowed to carry ammunition into the school because you shouldn't need it. You're not allowed to just walk freely into the school because, yes, it's true, we can't. We have to screen everybody. I know some inner city schools have some of that screening, but for whatever reason, possibly through gentrification, we don't want to introduce that widespread. And nobody's answered that question. Nobody's even asked the question. Why is it that we don't want to introduce that rigor into all schools? Because if you look at the common thread, the majority of these situations, they're schools, churches, vast majority. There are way more school shootings than church shootings. Doesn't mean there's not church shootings, but there are certainly church shootings, but they are the exception to the rule. School shootings seem like always the target. If we, regardless of the why, if we accept that stat, that school shootings seem to be a target, I'm openly asking the question why we don't want to keep our kids safe. And it's because everybody wants to respond to the voice of social media screaming ban. If you take my stance, which is why don't we secure the school, then it doesn't matter whether you do or don't support guns. It's meaningless. Nobody, nobody can answer why their kid should have a loaded weapon or even an unloaded weapon, knife or otherwise, walking into the school. Nobody can answer that question. I'm sure that there is this 1% of 1% of 1% who would say, well, my kid needs to keep safe, doop, doop, doop. And chances are your kid can keep safe with some other way that is not this lethal type of thing. I don't know, maybe pepper spray. Problem is that are they going to misbehave using that because it's still technically a weapon? Nobody's been able to answer that, that question and nobody wants to ask that question because we're leaping to the extreme of a thing. And then it doesn't really matter because it is true to say because one argument, counter-argument is, bans don't work because criminals don't follow the law. This is a factual statement. The other side is, well, we need to start doing something. You're correct. Both sides are right, but then you get into the stalemate, and that's why nothing passes, because everybody's focused on the wrong problem. To me, the problem is the fact that our schools allow that kind of crap to happen, instead of actually doing things to keep the schools safe with the same rigor that we do at the airport. I, I really want to know. And if you got an answer, casualtalkradio.net hit contact. I want to know why it's okay to have such rigor at the airport, but not in the schools. Nobody's answered that to my satisfaction. And I'd like that. I'd like to understand that. So then when I say they're reacting there, I see all the people who get called up in some sort of a court of law over accusations. There's accusations, there's claims, there are misleading photos at times, all these things, and then it results in a court case. Mind you, taxpayers are paying for this, only to find out that it's all circumstantial and it's all based on what somebody says and people say they can't prove it because of whatever timing, despite the fact that we're in an age where we have way more technology around us, we have well, way more tracking, we have way more cameras, way more cell phones, we have way more data, and yet for some reason we are less able to prove things Call me skeptical on that one. We have people going missing and we can't seem to solve those mysteries, even though we have all sorts of tracking going on there. 
and we can't seem to solve that as well. I'm saying that it feels to me overall that the focus is wrong. It's broken. It's backwards. It's instead of using fundamental analysis, basic fundamental analysis to solve mysteries and issues and crimes and prevent these things, all they're really doing by they, I mean those that govern, all they're really doing is listening to what social media is screaming for them to do. Ban this, delete this, mute this, cancel this, remove this, delete this. That's all they listen to. And so then they say, okay, well, I guess that's what everybody wants. And it's not what everybody wants. It is a fraction of a fraction of people who are on social media. And those are the voices most likely to have an extreme point of view that is not well thought out of the downstream impacts on other people, which harkens back to an era, as I've said before, go back in our archives. I covered an episode on Ryan White and the fact that Dr. Anthony Fauci was there too, screaming about how we need to lock everything down and everybody needs to stick stuff in their arm and everybody's at risk and we need to keep this kid away from everybody else because it's going to spread like crazy. And it took Ryan White and a select few others to help people understand that we didn't know what we didn't know and we needed to calm down about it. So we haven't learned from that lesson. We're still doing the same thing, which is an overreaction. Unfortunately, it's easy to overreact because now social media is allegedly pressuring them to take these actions when they don't need to. And the truth is, if you look at what we end up with, are we in any better situation? No, we're not. With the whole Johnny Depp, Amber Heard deal, we essentially wasted taxpayer money. We wasted time. It was a bunch of theater, all to understand that Amber Heard really had no case, but then both of them had to pay the other for slander, which again should make people laugh because if you think about what the original case was about and what was said during the trial, it was all kind of, it was all show. It's all for show. The January 6th, quote, commission, which is supposed to be bipartisan, but the Republicans wanted to investigate all of the different mobs and all the different riots and all the different you know, destruction of property and everything happening across the country. And Nancy Pelosi said, no, this is not. We're going after Trump. This, that's theater. It's political theater where they're reading from teleprompters. Political theater because social media was expecting them to do something. That social media told them, no, impeach the MFR and everything else around former President Trump instead of more important things. Things where they're holding trials and hearings about UFOs when people are going hungry, situations where people can't get access to the aid they need, expiring protections for evictions, expiring aid from the CARES Act, people claiming that we don't need to give money to anybody else, even though a lot of businesses were harmed by what happened. Because again, social media has told those who govern that this is the right answer and the result is that we're not better off as a society. We're just keep railing into chaos. The only shining light in the whole business was Dave Chappelle in the closer. And even he was somewhat harmed by what happened where at least there was some pushback on some of that. The Johnny Depp Amber Heard situation was a little bit of progress, but the fact he was even called up into that, it means we still got a long way to go. The fact that billions were sent overseas to Ukraine when people are here struggling in the United States means we still got a long way to go. The fact that COVID cases are spiking in the Northeast and many states are considering doing, if not lockdowns, mandatory indoor masking, despite the fact that the narrative had been that masks won't be needed if you stick something in your arm. The fact that we're considering even additional boosts, boosters 
despite the fact that they said that they've got it all solved and we won't have to deal with this anymore. The resistance to treating it as endemic, the resistance to letting people make their personal choices, the inflation going out of control, all of these are byproducts of the overreaction. We simply respond to what social media says to do, and as a result, we've, I believe, harmed many people. And we don't seem to want to change that. There's a little progress, but so far do we have to go. I'll wrap it up with this. In many places across the United States, they have expressed concern about the way that we've been led in 2021. And I would share that voice. We expect, when I say we, I mean pretty much everybody that's watching it, expects a blowout in November, by which we mean that you would end up with a lamed up president And if that happens, we would potentially get some things back on track. However, if that doesn't happen, then just to put math to it, you'd still have to spend a 2022 and 2023 and part of 2024 to continue suffering under what we've suffered under. I don't know that our country can sustain that. And worldwide, if our country is struggling, other countries will struggle as well. So all I can do, at least, is hope that we do get the blowout in the midterms. We saw some initial progress with the primaries. That gives a little bit of hope, light at the end of the tunnel, to get more common sense people in office, people that recognize that Americans are hurting still, people that believe in truly America first. That's not a xenophobic stance. As Jay-Z once said, I can't help the poor if I'm one of them. We have to recognize it's not about what social media thinks. It doesn't matter. If If we're okay with Americans, everyday Americans still hurting simply because certain people are sitting high and comfortable and they're in such blinders that they can't recognize that there's people outside of them that are still hurting, to me, I would default ignore those voices. I would not listen to anybody who says, Everything's fine because it's obvious everything's not fine. We have a lot of issues locally and those domestic issues are hurting overseas. People are not getting back to work. In fact, many companies are rescinding job offers, especially in the tech sector. And this is because they're hurting financially to some degree, but also because a lot of what they wanted to do is harder to do because of downstream impacts from the supply chain, issues from tax changes, issues from regulatory uncertainty with the fiscal. There's a lot of things that are hurting everywhere. And so, no, I don't buy this notion that we should simply keep on going because everything's fine. I can assure you everything's not fine. People are not fine. People are still hurting. And I would like to see people come in office that recognize people are hurting and they're willing to do something to fix it, even if the president doesn't agree It shouldn't matter what he says. It's whatever the Americans need. And that means taking an America first stance. First, once everybody's good here, then we can circle back and see what we can do about our allies and everything else. But until we're good, think about it. We have other impacts. If you can't get people back to work, it affects supply chain. It affects support. It affects logistics. It affects manufacturing. It affects development. We have to solve that. It's not solved. I don't care what the data says. You can go and to your local EDD or whatever and ask the question and they'll tell you. Unemployment is still at sky high numbers. 
people are still not able to get back to work. You can go in Los Angeles and just walk near the 405 and look underneath and know that everything's not okay. You can go into Washington State and look under the freeway there and know that everything is not okay. Everything's not okay. We think it is because we're dusting that under the rug because nobody's willing to focus on it because social media is not telling them to focus on it. Social media is telling them to focus on whatever the media triggers them to care about. In this case, the Ukraine war, number one, which doesn't mean you ignore the fact that there's a war there because it has a supply chain impact. But I believe we should not ship billions of dollars while we still have people hurting here at home. Thank you for listening here today. I again will be back on Wednesday with another update episode. And then at the end of the week, we will restart our screener for guests. Thank you for checking in. If you're new on the show, hopefully it's what you expected. And once the guests come back on, I think you're going to agree that we are continuing to improve all the time. Casualtalkradio.net. We'd appreciate any feedback that you have. Please submit it on the site. We read each and every one of them. We want to hear from you. Make sure it's what you expected and that we're always in alignment with what you want to hear from the show. It's a community-based show. So our listeners are the ones that tell us, are we on the right track and is it what you wanted to hear? And if not, we can consider changes. So I will talk to you guys on Wednesday. And as a side note, if you're in the category I was describing, meaning that you're having a hard time, I would say let people know. Let your local government know let people know and make your voice heard if you're hurting don't keep it silent i know sometimes it's hard but do the best you can to make yourself heard the only way we can get past it is to make everybody aware of it and i think we all have to do a better job of raising those voices as i call the voice of the voiceless so that people can hear those people and not just completely ignore and go off on something that's just going to set us back 30 years again like we just did with our inflation hopes. Take care.